0: Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Field of View podcast. This is a video game commentary podcast. The host will offer insights on gaming studios, gaming hardware, and as always, the games themselves. These commentaries are the opinions of the host and the host alone. So sit back, relax, and let's get started with this episode. Hello, everybody. I hope you are doing well. I hope this uh, podcast episode finds you well. I'm doing pretty good. Is that even English? I don't know. I'm doing well, actually. Uh, Where I live, it's actually kind of cold right now. Um, We are not ready for winter. At least me and my wife are not ready for winter. And I don't even think my dog and cat, we're just not ready. But technically, it's still fall. Technically, but it's still cold and growing up southern, I'm still not used to this weather. But still doing well, still hanging in there. Uh, I'd like to uh, go ahead and just get right into what I've been doing in gaming. And if you listen to the last episode, you could probably tell what I've been playing a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's Destiny 2. I've been playing a lot of Destiny 2. It's been great. Uh, lots of stuff to do i finally got the sleeper stimulant i'm not sure if i mentioned that in the last episode Uh, i finished that quest i have it so right now i have the ultimate weapon for the gambit mode in destiny 2 forsaken but i think they're about to quote nerf it um, because it's been very 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 abused it's a weapon to where you can snipe somebody from a faraway distance and as an invader, that's awesome. But as something, a team being invaded, it's, it's not good at all. They are, they have been looking into and they're about to roll out a nerf. It's not going to be anything about the damage. Maybe it's going to be a little bit harder to shoot in Gambit. Maybe it's going to be not as viable. They are dumbing down the ammo, Um, when you pick up a power ammo brick or power ammo you had four shots with the sleeper stimulant but now i think because of everything that's been going on for gambit at least they're going to be dropping it down to uh two they're going to be doing two shots instead of four so we'll see how that goes but everything else has been great Uh, Right now, uh, as of this recording, they just released the Festival of the Lost, which is a live event. It's free for everybody. You don't have to have the expansion, so there's a lot of cool things going on. It's a very Halloween kind of themed thing, so there's a lot of like ghouls and goblins kind of thing going on. But One of the other things that they released, and which I loved ever since I started playing Destiny back in Destiny 1 days, is the Iron Banner. Now, the Iron Banner is a PvP mode where instead of just doing normal PvP things like going back and forth between between the modes, you are playing Control and your power matters, meaning that right now my Hunter that I've been playing with ever since Forsaken came out, I am at 535. So I'm pretty good, but if I run into somebody during the Iron Banner... Um, And they're 560 or even 600. They're going to be a little bit more powerful than me. And so it's going to make it a little bit more challenge to actually kill this person. But I've always loved the event. It has a lot of lore behind it. The NPC that runs it is called Lord Saladin. And he is an old guardian. So he kind of brings some history with it. And the whole theme of the Iron Banner is to test your might, basically. So... I love it. I haven't run it yet because I was running some of the uh, Festival of the Lost stuff, but I plan on running it because they made the bounties that you get for Iron Banner a little bit more um, where you get more power from the bounties. Like, you get more worthwhile armor or weapons from completing the bounties, and they've also changed it to where they're a little bit easier because during the first Iron Banner that they did this uh this go around it was about killing 100 guardians in a week and if you're a casual player you couldn't do that so they dumbed it down to 50 or they lowered it to 50 they didn't really dumb it down um, they've done a lot of other things where one was we had to get i want to say like 100 precision kills or maybe it was 50 or 75 i can't remember it was a lot of precision kills It just wasn't possible for a lot of people for a whole entire week because the way the Iron Banner goes and the way that Destiny has always been, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern or, what is that, Uh, it's 11 a.m. Pacific because Bungie is based out of the uh, Pacific Coast up there in Seattle, uh, Bellevue, Washington area. Tuesdays is reset where everything gets reset, where you get new stuff to do, and then It goes on until the next Tuesday for the reset. So Iron Banner started yesterday as of this recording. This is Wednesday. It'll go on until uh, 1 p.m. Eastern uh, next Tuesday. So I got a lot of time to do everything. But honestly, the way life goes, who knows if I have enough time. But I definitely am going to try to play Iron Banner. I'm going to try to get everything done on Festival of the Lost, which is actually not a whole week uh, live event. It's gonna be going on, I think, until November 6. I think the last day for the Festival of the Lost is November 6, and they've got a lot of other cool stuff that's coming along during this time. So uh, it's exciting time to play Destiny right now, and a lot to do. I mean, there's a lot to do in Destiny, which is good. I'm happy about it. one of the other games that I uh, picked up, and I've had a while. I've had it a while, honestly, uh, because I have Game Pass. Is Forza Horizon 4 came out I want to say about two or three weeks ago and being addicted to Destiny I haven't really gotten into Forza Horizon 4 uh, but I did play it and I played it off and on and it's it's a great racing game I mentioned in my first episode for E3 that that was announced that Forza Horizon 4 was coming out so here it is it's out for those of you who don't know what Forza Horizon or what Forza is Forza is Microsoft's racing game They put a lot of firepower and just a lot of research, a lot of... They put a lot into this game is what I'm trying to get at. With the cars, they research their cars. They get it to where it runs just like the actual car. And there's like, I want to say right now, over 600 cars that you could actually collect and race in these Forza games. Forza 1, or Forza Motorsport, started out as like a simulation racing game to where... You get a car, it has a class, and you go through each individual race, and then you get more cars. You get more faster cars. I can't remember when the Horizon came out. I want to say it was probably after Forza Motorsport 3 came out. Uh, Playground Games, they they did a version of Forza to where it made it more open world, more open racing, Uh, To where it wasn't just going from race to race to race. It made it more arcade. And this is the fourth iteration of Forza Horizon. And one of the things that they changed about it, besides adding more cars, they made it in a season kind of thing to where the weather changes. Now, Forza's always had a weather-changing system in their games. They've upped the ante on this one because they actually have seasons. So... When you start out, I believe it's like near the end of summer, and then you're supposed to qualify for the autumn event. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm in the autumn event. And as you can tell, going through each season means you'll go into winter, you'll go into spring, and you'll go back into summer. And each weather change changes the way the environment is. Now, it's based in Britain or England, whatever you want to call it. So you're driving on the other side of the road if you're American. Yep, we're driving on the left side instead of the right side now. and it's a little weird, but it's still a little fun to drive on the other side of the road in a lot of these beautiful cars that they have in the game. So autumn is maybe be a little bit more rainy. The roads may be a little bit slicker. There's going to be a little bit of mud. And then you go into winter, so that means ice and snow. So the roads that you go on may be a little bit uh, treacherous. From what I've played or what I've seen in the winter event, because where I work, we can play some video games on like some quick downtimes, And we we have Forza Horizon 4 um, out to play. And I've noticed that in the winter, you'll be going through like some snow drifts. So you may have to use a different car. And the events that where the weather is effective, they will provide you with a car. They also have some different, um, events to where there's like a lot of mud. So there's like dirt racing or off-road racing as they call it. So you have to have a p- particular car and when you start out, you will get that car or you can choose from three different cars. So we go into spring. So now it is a whole lot more rainy, a whole lot more muddy. There's a lot of mud puddles on the road. So you really have to make sure that you are, um you're not overturning you're not going too fast and because you could hit like some slick spots and then spin out and of course summer uh, I guess it's just you know where it's just kind of like normal to where um, I don't know if your car is affected by the heat I haven't got there yet when you start out the game you go through each season so they start you in autumn uh, meaning like the first like race this is not actually the whole entire uh, game but You start out in autumn, you'll race through with this um, really nice McLaren uh, Sienna, I think is how you say it. Then you go into winter, so you may be in a truck where you're going through ice, and then you go into spring, you're going through this um, dirt road uh, racetrack to where you may be hitting some mud, Uh, you're in like a little car that looks like a a drift car or an off-road or rally car, and then you go into um, summer. Then you're back in the McLaren, so you're racing to the event. So they they teach you early on what the different seasons are and what you'll be doing, or similar to what you'll be doing. So One of the coolest things about these uh, Forza games is that the cars are beautiful, and you can race in a lot of cool cars. One of my favorite cars uh, has been the Ferrari. I love Ferrari cars. I may never get to own one unless I hit the lottery. But at least in these video games like Forza, they do a lot of research on how the car maneuvers. They get the car exactly as it's supposed to be. So if you go into the interior view where you look like you're driving the steering wheel, the interior looks just like it. And Forza does this thing called Forza Vista to where you can actually look in the car. You can feel like you're in the car. They've like done everything to where the car looks like. You are actually in it, and it performs just like you're actually driving it, going down these hills or through these turns, going about 130 miles an hour. If you never played a Forza game and you have Game Pass, I definitely recommend you picking up and downloading Forza Horizon 4. I think you'll enjoy it. Like I said, it's very arcadey. If you didn't want to run the races, that's cool. You can just run around the roads there in Britain in a uh, in a Porsche 911. Those that's very cool. Uh, and of course you earn different, uh, credits, you earn different cars and you go through the races. So eventually you'll be able to buy the car you want and you can even tune the car. If you're like, um, uh, know how to change the tire pressure to get more traction or change the camber. I mean, it's very in depth. Forza has always been very in depth starting with, uh, Forza Motorsport. Uh, the last simulation one is Forza Motorsport seven, which is still awesome. If you like the simulation racing games i definitely recommend you picking this one up forza horizon 4 or forza horizon series is more arcade so like i said you can drive around you can tune cars if you're like a real car guy i mean this game makes me feel like i'm a car guy and i i don't even know how to like change the oil in my own car i mean i go to the the dealership to get my uh my um oil change so Definitely recommend picking this up if you have Game Pass. It's so beautiful. Even, I don't have an Xbox One X right now. I have an original Xbox One. It's beautiful on just my original Xbox One. It's so gorgeous though on a 4K TV, on an Xbox One X. It's awesome. Definitely recommend this game. Uh, Real quick, I'm going to go into another game that I'm interested in that's been getting a lot of buzz lately from some of my gaming friends and some of the podcasts that I listen to. Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out last week, I believe, and it's been getting a lot of good reviews. Uh, it's a Metacritic, which means it's a, uh, a average of all the scores Metacritic does this. It's getting an 83 out of 100. Uh, some sites have given it actually a 100s or 10s out of 10. Uh, one I kind of look to whenever I check on a game for like reviews, seeing where it's at, seeing what other people thought of it. IGN rated it a 92, so it's a very high-rated game. I've loved the Assassin's Creed series. This one is based in Athens, Greece, to where you're a Spartan. You're warring against the uh, the Greeks. Um, some of my friends, actually, at the Gaming Adventure Club uh, podcast, they recently just did an episode where they went over uh, Manny, and, Manny and Andy Uh, went over. Manny has played this a lot and uh, listening to those guys talk about it and all the features that are in this game, it makes me want to play it. So I will eventually pick it up. It's probably going to be a Christmas gift, which is fine. I've got a lot of other games I can play until Christmas. And my wife and I, when we first started dating, I had bought a game back in November. She got a little upset because it could have been a Christmas gift. So usually around like October definitely November I don't buy any uh, Blu-rays or I don't buy any games because it could be Christmas presents so that is definitely a game that I will be putting on my Christmas list Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey if you love the Assassin's Creed or if you definitely like Assassin's Creed Origins which I have uh, it's similar to that one and I may actually try to play Assassin's Creed Origins a little bit more than I did before so I can get myself prepared for at least the style of Assassin's Creed games that that are more RPG-based than just going through the missions, killing the bad guy, rinse, repeat. You can level up your character. Um, so I'm excited about that game. Uh, excited to really see how it goes, how the DLCs come. I may end up actually, if I will really like this game, if I can get away from Destiny, um, I may actually pick up the DLCs for these because it adds more content and I've pretty much decided for Forza Horizon 4 I'm going to have to figure out a way to get the DLC for this one as well because I want to see what they do with it, how they expand it. I want to take a a quick pause here to talk about uh, somebody who uh, recently passed away who was very influential in the uh, computing and the technology world uh, for those of you who keep up with all that, you do know that Microsoft's co-founder, Paul Allen, had recently passed away. Uh, he was uh, right there with Bill Gates in developing Microsoft. He's the father or co-father of Microsoft. Him and Bill Gates, they decided to create the operating systems for the personal computers that were about to come out. I believe they uh, started Microsoft uh, in 1975. And... Uh, Paul Allen worked with uh, directly with Bill Gates uh, until like 1983, and then he started out on his own to where he built companies. He was very successful, even though being the uh, probably majority or one of the majority uh, stockholders in Microsoft, he did a lot for uh, the area of Seattle, uh, creating companies, uh, trying to you know make Seattle beautiful. Uh, I know we also, I think he helped, uh, getting Amazon's headquarters there in Seattle, which has really helped that, um, that area out tremendously along with Microsoft and Boeing. Um, he, uh, was also the owner of the Seattle Seahawks and the, uh, Portland Trail Blazers, the, uh, NBA team. So he was really into sports. Uh, the article I was reading about his life, he was really into, uh, guitar. So he really loved music, did a lot for the music and arts area of Seattle, um, so he will be greatly missed. Um, he had, uh, uh what is it called? Hodgkin's lymphoma or non Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, he had it before he was in remission for many, many years. And about a couple of weeks ago, it was announced that he had, um, gone, uh, back to where he had the cancer and, uh, it must've been so bad to where it just took his life. So, uh, Thank you, Paul Allen, for your contribution to not only the technological world, but also for life in general. And uh, I I salute you, and I hope you rest in peace, even though I really don't like saying that. But uh, thank you, Paul Allen, for what you did, and uh, he will greatly be missed in not only the sports area, but also in the technology area as well. So I want to get into today's episode, or this episode. Uh, It's going to be called, It's in the Cloud. And it was something that was announced about a week ago on October 8th. Uh, Microsoft announced the Project X Cloud. Now, from uh, the info that I got from uh, blogs.microsoft.com on Project X Cloud, uh, this is how they describe it Project X Cloud is about providing gamers, whether they prefer console or PC, new choices in when and where they play while giving mobile only players access to worlds characters and immersive stories that they haven't been able to experience before. So basically what Project X Cloud is, it was actually announced by Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox division that they were going to make it to where you can stream from the X from your Xbox or from a Xbox, you can stream your games wherever and whatever you have at the moment. So Basically that means that right now I have a Surface Pro and if I wanted to stream Destiny or Forza Horizon 4 while I was on my lunch break at work, I can actually do that now. I don't have to be on the same network as my uh, Xbox is because Xbox has a feature where you can stream from your Xbox to your computer from... Wherever you're wherever you are as long as you're on the same network as your Xbox now what project x cloud will do It will make it to where it doesn't matter where you are So like I said, I'm on a Wi-Fi network at work And I want to stream destiny because maybe I want to quickly do some bounties while I'm at uh, on my lunch break And I could do that also I can also stream destiny or forza horizon 4 from my smartphone I have a uh, Samsung Galaxy S9, and if you go on the blog post, you'll actually see a video of uh, somebody playing a game. I can't remember what game it was. Um, They have their smartphone that's on a clamp, and they're playing from an Xbox controller. So this is like some kind of probably thing you can buy for your smartphone where you can play directly from an Xbox uh, controller via Bluetooth. So there's going to be Bluetooth support for the Xbox controllers. Um, before I get a little bit more into the technical aspect, you may be asking, well, how is Microsoft going to going to make this work? Well, they've updated their data centers with custom hardware that hosts multiple components of the Xbox One console. So what they've done is like all the data centers that they have, and they have a lot of data centers around the world. And what they've done is they've updated with custom blades that are in the Azure data centers to where they have Xbox components or Xbox One components to where they can basically stream the quality of the video games that you have on your Xbox One in any device. You don't need the graphics processors or um, a gaming PC to stream those games in However, the developers made the game. So uh, getting a little ahead of myself, but uh, I mentioned the Azure data centers. Now, if you all of you who don't know what Azure is, so the way Microsoft describes Azure is an ever-expanding set of cloud services that Microsoft uses for applications. So they use it a lot for if you have the Office three sixty five subscription. Um, software is now cloud-based. It's not really a um, a disk, or a flash drive that you use to get this software. It's all downloaded from the internet now. Now, Azure is not just a Microsoft cloud application software, whatever you want to call it. Uh, also, business have been using Azure for all their operations. So if any a business needed to like develop an app and get it out to their employees or to their customers, they've been using Azure cloud-based services and according to microsoft about 90 percent of businesses are using the microsoft cloud so they've been using azure for a long time because businesses become more mobile now you may be saying well what does businesses have to do with gaming well it's just a network that microsoft has been decided to use for gaming Um, whenever uh, CEO of Microsoft, Satya Nadella, he was really big into the cloud. And it's one of the reasons why Microsoft has gone from writing software and putting it out on disc and all of that to make it more cloud-based. And they're using more of the cloud-based for like windows and they're using it more for Xbox. So this is how they're going to do this uh, project X cloud with From what they've developed with Azure and Windows, they're using it for the same applications for gaming. Now, like I said before, um, Microsoft uh, is going to be using this to stream the Xbox games on any device. So it could be a phone, it could be a tablet, and it could be a PC without the need of graphic hardware, like I said. So, I mean, imagine if you were playing your favorite game, which right now mine is Destiny 2, if you were sitting on your lunch break on your phone and you wanted to play your destiny game you can do that now with project x cloud i mean i want this right meow i mean that is so exciting for microsoft to roll this out um the uh, blog states that for anybody who doesn't have like an xbox controller or is not on their pc to where they can use mouse and keyboard they will be doing a Controls that are touch based. So, they're going to be developing the software with the xCloud service to where you can use touch controllers just like you do for any mobile game that you already have. So, like um, one of the games that I use for touch controls, um, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It was one of the Marvel superhero games that I used to have on my phone. I really don't do a lot of like mobile gaming on my phone probably do it more with project x cloud but um the touch controls just never really seemed a lot to me to where i felt like i was in control because i'm just touching the screen of my uh, smartphone or if i'm playing on tablet um reason it, it was kind of weird to me for those games where you're actually like moving a character for games like you know Candy Crush or um, my wife is playing a game that's similar to Candy Crush and I don't know the name of it honestly but they've always had touch controls on those games but actually like moving a character uh, with the uh touch based directional pad it, it's kind of weird to me but for those people who play Fortnite on their mobile device, it's going to be similar to those controls, but you'll be actually playing the game off of your Xbox. So, like I said, it'd be Destiny 2, but it would be on touch controls Then developed with this Project X Cloud. Um, they also, like I said, you're going to be able to play it with a con- like Xbox controller via Bluetooth. So, it's going to be interesting to me how they uh, how they do this because right now, with the Xbox controllers, you can play your Xbox controller on your PC. Um, you have to have this uh, USB dongle that basically takes the signal that the Xbox controller shoots out to the Xbox to make it wireless. This dongle will actually sort of mimic that to where it's on your PC, or you could directly plug in the Xbox controller via uh, controller via uh, USB, a USB micro USB cable uh, into the USB port on your um, on your PC. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do the Bluetooth part of it because I don't know if they're like redesigning the Xbox controller to where unfortunately maybe you may have to have a newer Xbox controller or maybe they have figured out a way to not only um, mimic the um, Xbox components, maybe that's one of the components to where um, the Project X Cloud will be able to recognize that you are paired to the Xbox controller on your device and be able to do the same thing as you were doing wirelessly on your Xbox. So um, the article really doesn't go into a lot. Like I said, it was just announced on October 8th um, and this is October 17th when I'm doing the recording. So um, they will be announcing more about the whole kind of controls that you have with the Xbox controller on your smartphone device or on your tablet now, they've been testing internally for a while now, so I think they've probably said this has taken about three years in development, so they're in the testing phase internally, so people who've been on this project has been using it probably wherever they go, um, Microsoft being based out of Redmond, Washington, so a lot of those developers have probably been taking their Xbox controllers and their smartphones out into the campus of Microsoft or in the Seattle area, or if they ever travel somewhere for maybe another thing that they have to do with their job, they may be taking it with them. Um, They have said in the article in the blog post that sometime next year, 2019, they'll be doing public tests. So they really didn't say how you're going to get into this public test I would imagine if you are an Xbox Insider that you may be able to at least apply in general for the first initial test. I don't know if they'll make all members of Xbox Insider able to test the Project X Cloud service or whatever they're going to be calling it. I don't think they're they're going to be calling it Project X Cloud whenever it comes out officially or publicly to where it's an actual physical service. Um, but hopefully. I'm an Xbox insider. Hopefully I'll get to try it out. It'll be uh, really interesting to see, um, how they do this, uh, when they roll out the, uh, the testing. Um, real quick, I'm going to go over, you may be wondering, well, how is this going to be, um, how is this going to be a smooth kind of thing? I, mean, I can stream right now off of my Xbox through my surface pro that I'm doing this recording. And it really just depends on my network. To where there may be a couple of lags. Um, I've tried it. This was about a year ago. When I was playing a game. Streaming. And there was like a moment of lag. It wasn't like every time I moved my character. But if I remember correctly. Probably after like 5 or 6 minutes of playing. I noticed a quick hitch. Um, with the Azure networks that they have right now. And they have 54 regions that are using Azure. And that roughly stays to about 140 countries. So it covers 140 countries with the 54 region of the Azure networks. Um, They mentioned that the tests right now that they're running have been about 10 megabits per second. So that's how much data has been going out um, to stream from the uh, Xbox that that they're testing. Uh, 10 megabits per second is really, really good. I mean, right now most internet connections that you have in your house is probably either 75 to 100 megs so that means that your signal that you could possibly get around download speeds of hopefully 50 megs per second or maybe even 25 megs per second I'm on the 100 meg and I really don't think I'm getting what I should be a lot of it could be the equipment that I was given by my provider and it could also be uh, because I'm running off of Wi-Fi. it could be the house that I'm in Uh, I do live in like an older house. So there could be a lot of things that are blocking for me from getting my full potential. And it happens in a lot of connections. So I'm probably just thinking that eventually it'll get a whole lot better as they're still in development, as they do the public test. They'll probably figure out a way to where it's more of a seamless, um, you know, experience to where you're not getting a lot of lag. Um, I mean, they did state that they want to make sure that The games that the developers did, it's still the same experience if you were on your Xbox One that there are no hitches to where it makes it a bad gaming experience. Now, they also mentioned that they... Of course, you're not going to have to be on Wi-Fi either. They have been testing it on 4G networks and they're also testing it on 5G networks that has still not come out yet. I know Verizon has been developing a 5G network. They've been... Putting out commercials about it, and I'm sure probably AT and T has been doing the exact same thing with 5G. So, uh, the developers on Project X Cloud have actually been able to use some of the 5G networks to test, see how this uh, gaming streaming service will be on those kind of networks. Because honestly, a lot of times we're not on a Wi-Fi network, even though there's a tons of Wi-Fi networks out there. I mean, you can go out to McDonald's while you're eating. You're uh, double quarter pounder with cheese, which was my favorite sandwich at the time. Uh, I'm just not trying to eat as much as fast food as I can. But you're sitting there eating your McDonald's and you're on their Wi-Fi network. Um, So now with being on the mobile networks, it'll be really interesting to see how that experience is. And they've been doing a lot of testings. For those of you in the know, you may think, well, this has kind of been going on and Sony has actually been doing this already. It's a little bit different, and I'll go over that here in just a second. So for Sony, they do have a PlayStation streaming service called PlayStation Now, and it's similar, but it's only to PC, so you can stream from your PlayStation and or PC all of these different games, and when I was doing the research on this, uh, it sounds similar to Xbox Game Pass because it is a service that you have to pay for. and it sounds really, really nice. I know I have a lot of coworkers that have been using uh, this uh, service to stream some of their PlayStation games onto their PCs while they are at work because PCs are now more mobile. The laptop has made it more mobile. Um, all I can tell you is that this is totally different because it's actually just streaming whatever you have on your Xbox to whatever device that you're on. It could be PC. Like I said, it could be mobile. So it's a little bit different um, in that experience. Nothing right now that I've read in the blog post, and you can read the blog post, that it says this is going to be like a subscription-based. But I have a feeling that it probably will be something that you may have to pay for. Like I said, this is all newly announced. We don't know any details of it. But um, going right into this last point, I mean... Cloud streaming seems to be where gaming is going nowadays. Uh, there was a rumor early on that my my friends at the uh, Gaming Adventure Club podcast had mentioned about a rumor of Microsoft in development of the next Xbox, and it would be a streaming box. With the announcement of Project X Cloud, I don't I don't see this being part of the new Xbox. I mean, I could be surprised. I mean, it, it could be a way to get that stream to where you put all of your xbox games and you can use whatever they end up calling project x cloud to where you can stream it to whatever device wherever you're at but i don't think that this is going to be the next xbox i think this is just going to be a service that microsoft and xbox is going to put out i mean i could be wrong you know but I think that where cloud streaming is, a lot, is where gaming is going. Um, like I said, software now, whenever you buy some software, you are basically downloading it from the cloud. A lot of people don't like the cloud. A lot of people think the cloud is just uh, iCloud from Apple. And there are so many new cloud services. I mean, Google's had theirs. Microsoft's had theirs. There's probably some other people that I really don't use a lot of. I mean, I use Google... Because I have an Android phone, I have a Gmail account uh, for personal and for this podcast. Microsoft, you know, has been doing this for a while with um, um, One, uh, OneDrive. almost called it OneCloud. Oh, boy. Uh, One, OneDrive has been a cloud-based service that I use a lot. I back up all of my stuff on my phone, all my pictures, all my documents, and I even use it at work. Because you can access that from anywhere. I don't have to be on my own computer. I can log on to my uh, OneDrive account and there's all my files that uh, I need. And I think this is where gaming is going to be going, especially with this announcement. But in reality, with the digital content that you can get in games, it's, it's going to happen now. It's happening now, honestly. Um, for those of you who've been buying the disc and love the disc, I mean, honestly, if you really look into it, there's not a lot on those discs anymore. There's part of the game, but the rest of it you're downloading onto your console of choice, whether it be your PlayStation, whether it be your um, Xbox One. Nintendo, I think, honestly, I don't have a Switch, but I think that is more cartridge-based. I think like Nintendo is the last one to where the whole entire content is on the cartridge for the Nintendo Switch. But they also have digital games that you can download onto the Switch. Honestly, digital games are probably better for cost-wise. Because now these game developers don't have to pay the money to have somebody press the Blu-ray disc of their game. And like I said earlier, or just now, all the discs are is just letting you have that license. Licensing to play this game. Um, If you've ever taken a game out of your console and tried to play it, it usually says, like, do you own this disc? Because you have you don't have the digital content of the digital game. You have the disc copy, which meaning you put in the disc. The Xbox or the PlayStation reads that as, oh, he does have license, or she has license to play this game, and then the game will start. I just really think this is where games are going to be going, to where you're going to be seeing the disc copy of the game go the way of the Dodo, so to speak. It's going to become extinct. And honestly, if you really think about it, it's a little bit easier to play the game. And I know we've become a society where we're just lazy, but really it's a whole lot quicker that if I'm playing Destiny 2 and I have the digital copy of Destiny 2, and then I want to go to Forza Horizon 4, well now all I have to do instead of just taking the Destiny 2 disc out, putting the Forza Horizon 4 disc in, I can just hit my home button on my Xbox, go over to where Forza Horizon may be in my menus and instantly go into it. With the disc, it's a little bit harder because, like I said, you have to take it in and out. Just be ready for it, guys and gals out there in the gaming world. If you play PC games, you know that the digital copies have been around forever. You don't actually have a physical disc copy, even if you buy the box from Walmart or Best Buy. It's more than likely a digital code to where you download off of whatever service. So off of the uh, Blizzard service or off of uh, Steam, it probably automatically goes over to Steam. And speaking of Steam, I mean, Steam is a digital game and uh, experience service to where you're not downloading, you're not ordering. You are downloading, but you are not ordering a disc to where you download it onto your PC. You're downloading it directly from the Steam gaming service. So for all you nostalgia people out there, get ready. The way of the Blu-ray gaming disc is going to be going away, and I would be very surprised if it wasn't gone completely. Probably in a couple of years, I would say maybe three years, So, let's just say three years' time, you're not going to be seeing the physical copy of games. You're going to be seeing just the digital copies to where you go into a store and you buy a way to download the digital code for that game or you're just directly downloading the game from your console or whatever console you're onto. So it's the way of the future. It's how it's going, guys. Just to wrap all this up, I'm excited about Project X Cloud. I hope I can get into some of the testing on this. I think it's a really great service. I think it's tremendous that this is where Microsoft wants to go with gaming. They're using what they've been using for businesses and their own business for like Windows and. Office 365, they're using it now for gaming. Sony, you're going to have to step up your game. You're going to have to do more with PlayStation Now, and I think they will. I think that with what Microsoft is doing, Sony will step up their game. Nintendo, they just, I think, recently did their online gaming, so it's it's coming soon. So, guys, it's going to be very exciting. Don't get too nervous about it. There will be some hiccups, but I promise you with what the gaming companies are doing with their digital content, what the gaming hardware people are doing now with cloud. It's going to be an exciting time. It's going to be the way for the future. So thanks so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day, uh, taking the time to download this podcast. Um, Like I said, in the previous episode, it was a long time before I did my next episode. And I just feel really more energized now, feel more confident. As I get more confident, I hope to do more in-depth with this podcast. So again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate you. And I hope you enjoyed this latest episode of the Field of View podcast. And I want you to reach out to me have twitter for this podcast it is at fov podcast and also shoot me an email yeah shoot me a digital mail thing it is field at gmail.com tell me what you think about the subject of this episode what you think about project x cloud tweet out to the to the show's tweet send me an email i would love to hear what you think and who knows maybe one day i might be able to debate with you on this uh, whole entire thing Uh, but anyways thanks so much guys I really appreciate you taking the time out Um, be safe out there have fun have fun with your gaming Um, take time to take breaks from gaming don't make it a uh, marathon you know take some time get outside I mean like I said it's getting colder where I live but I still take the time to get outside and a breathing, that fresh air, you know, it's still, even though it's cold, it's still air, so uh, again, thanks so much, I really appreciate you guys and gals out there, have a great week, looking forward to talking to you again next week on a different subject, who knows what it's going to be, but thank you so much, stay safe out there, everybody, and as always, game on!